Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. We're on Twitter. What? We're on Facebook. What's a Facebook? We're on Instagram. <laughs> and we are on the WWW. But guess what else we're on? What? We're on YouTube! Oh! <laughs> YouTube! That's right. We have our own channel. Oh. Yes, there you can find our episodes, some trailers, and a whole lot more we're cooking up. And we have a very, very special opportunity for you. That's right. If you subscribe at YouTube, our channel there, this month of July, you will be entered to win a custom watching plan from Why Watch That. If you win, yeah, we'll tell you, hey, here's some things for you, just you, to check out. We will curate that thing for you. Ew, why watch that? We're kind of nice over here, aren't we? We sure are. So if you're interested in that, and heck, you should be on the YouTube anyway. The YouTube. See, I was saying like, oh, man. <laughs> Not just a YouTube. <laughs> be on the YouTube anyway at our channel, Why Watch That. Subscribe in July, and maybe you'll know what to watch from here forth. So why watch that TV talk? And we're off! Oh, looks like the cry is inching to the front. Oh, but right behind we've got Daybreak snatching the lead. But oh, what about Captain the Great? Out of nowhere, I don't know. Wu-Tang may finish strong. It will. (laughs) Well, what was all of that? We're off to the races. Uh-huh. Yes, TV is not stopping. My goodness, what are we going to do about this? Because we've got awards. Uh, the season is upon us. And so is television. We've got some more series premieres for you. It's not stopping. Uh-uh. It's not. But at least these are limited for the most part. Just mm. We're not really diving into the 22-plus episode. Huge commitment. We're just going to dip in and out today so that we can get back to the movies. Uh-huh. Uh, first, first up, we've got Other Cry. It sounds like a comedy. Not. No. It's on Sundance. Uh, if you don't have Sundance, you just fish around. You may have Sundance TV somewhere on your, uh, for, through your provider. It was originally on Sundance Now, which is their streaming service, and it was exclusively there last year, but now it's moved on to broadcast, or not broadcast in that sense, but basically broadcasting it uh, for all of us to consume. But guess what? Don't worry. It's not a strong commitment. It's only a miniseries, and I think we're dealing with, what, four episodes? So you're not having to commit a lot. I don't know anything about this. Um, I've not heard of it. 
I don't know anything. Usually we confer with one another to sort of like get a sense of what's going on. I am Jon Snow in this case. I know nothing. (laughs) And no, Jon Snow is not in it. (laughs) No, he's not. Uh, So um, in the first episode out of four, as you said, we are really dealing dealing with three different timelines of a character named Joanna, who's played by Jenna Coleman. Now, who's Jenna Coleman? Victoria on PBS. We love her. uh... Yeah. So she's gotten out of her frocks and, you know, corsets (laughs) and everything else. Frocks. (laughs) (laughs) And so Joanna, now this isn't in chronological order. So the three timelines are pre-pregnancy, pregnancy, and post-pregnancy. Oh boy, yeah. Now she's a school teacher and we're in England and pre-pregnancy, she meets a man, Alistair, who is, you know, he does his whole media spin doctor thing and he sees her, she actually brings her class to uh, like a, I think it's parliament or something like that because he works for a politician. Ah. Uh, brings them there and he sees her and forgets about them kids. Uh-oh. Tell you that. Uh. And they really hit it off. Oh, yes, they do. And, they, you know, it starts getting hot and heavy. Uh-oh. And who walks in on them? Oh, please mm-hmm. not the children. Well, not the children. Well, not the children. Oh. I'll put it that way. Oh, okay. that's awkward, awkward, awkward. Now, I'm not giving away exactly what it is. So that's one timeline, okay? They get caught. I'll put it that way. Oh, dear. And who knew that they were in a position to get caught and who didn't know? Well, mm-hmm. literally in a position, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Now, during the pregnancy, we find that Joanna and Alistair hey, you know, they're engaged, all of this, and they're getting prepared to get married and have a wonderful life together. Uh, But we also learned that Alistair has a daughter, and this daughter was taken by her mother from England to Australia, which is where uh, Alistair is originally from. Oh. Without Alistair's consent. Why did that happen? Okay, all right. Now, Alistair's mother is in Australia. Hmm. He wants his daughter back. Of course. So post-pregnancy, the baby's here. The baby comes out crying and never stops. This baby cries all of the time. Even as a viewer, it was frustrating. Oh, my gosh. So, look, Joanna's at home with the baby. Alistair's at work. Joanna's being driven nuts. Oh, boy. But Alistair needs to get his teenage daughter back. That's what he wants to do. So they have to go to Australia. And by they, I mean everybody, including the baby. Oh, no, not on the plane. What a treat for the people on the plane. (laughs) I mean, you have steward, you know, you have the flight attendants coming up and going, you need help? (laughs) You know, uh, so... It was a tense situation on the plane. So they get to Australia. And again, Joanna's just out of sorts. She's exhausted. This baby won't stop. And something happens because of this that leads to the disappearance of the baby. Mm. The baby ain't crying no more. Oh, oh my gosh. 
what happens. Now, as we're flashing through, we see that Jenna is, uh, sorry, Joanna is on trial. For what? We also see at this trial, as the episode progresses, mm. that Alistair's former wife, mother of his uh, teenage daughter, is there with the daughter. Why? Who's being accused of what? What happened to this baby? There are people outside of the courthouse picketing. They have signs, you know, let's, uh, let's uh, take care of the baby, justice for the baby. What happened? This, it has become a media sensation. Oh my gosh. So we will find out over the course of the remaining three episodes exactly what's going on, who did what and to whom, and filling in more parts of the story. I'll say that based on the first episode, I thought it was just fine. Um, this kind of thing, it's familiar, even if you think uh, Cry in the Dark. It's not exactly the same, but we're in Australia, a baby goes missing. Is it a dingo this time? Who knows? I don't think so. Okay. Okay. Well. So, you know, that, that I would say if you like this kind of story, you can check it out. It's not bad. It hasn't gripped me yet, and they only got three more episodes. Well, let's move on to Netflix. This is also another one of those non-committal kind of deals. You got 10 episodes of a show called Daybreak. Now, I don't know what I was thinking Daybreak was, but when I looked it up, I then reviewed, oh my gosh, I've seen these this advertised everywhere. It's like a post-apocalyptic world. And Matthew Broderick's in it. <laughs> it's on Netflix, so you can, you know, watch it until your little heart stops. If you don't want to watch it anymore, you can binge the whole thing. The question is, did you? No. Uh-huh. Now, I did watch enough of it to say this. We This is all centered around Josh, a teenager. He's in high school. And before this apocalypse happens, things aren't going quite so well for Josh. It's not really his scene, okay? Uh, he just moved to this new place from Canada. Uh, and, and this is uh, in California. So, you know, it's kind of culture shock. He doesn't quite fit. But he's not really a geek or anything. He's just a normal kid. Uh, but once this apocalypse happens, it's a nuclear detonation, I'll say. Who knows exactly why that happened, but it did. And we see this in this series. So after that happened, now this is his kind of scene. He can thrive in this kind of new world. And what is this new world? Well, as a result of um, this explosion, things have happened to the adults. They have either melted away, literally, or they've turned into, can you guess? Zombies! There you go. Oh, haven't we had enough? <laughs> you just stick with it. Maybe we'll get even more after this. So... He now, is, he's alone. He's found this great place to live because, hey, everybody's gone, except for the kids. The kids are now ruling the world. And he has to contend with the jocks. All of the jocks have combined together to form almost like an army. Like Lord of the Flies. And if you cross them, uh-oh, that's the end of it. Now, does he do this? Yes. 
Now, does he meet other people to go along with him and try to fight this uh, kind of force from the jocks? Of course he does. And what's his main, uh, what's the main thing that keeps him moving forward? What's the main thing that he wants? Well, of course, there's a girl caught his eye before the apocalypse that he has to find. She got, uh, well, they got separated and he wants to, you know, get back with her. So he needs help with this. Does he meet her? Is she still alive? Who has her? What's going on? And what in the world is happening with Daybreak? Now, if you uh, listen to what I was saying carefully, you can probably tell that this is a comedy. Uh, clearly. Drama. And where does Matthew Broderick come in? He was the principal of the school. Of course he was, Bueller. <laughs> Did he, exactly. Did he melt away? Or is he a zombie? He's a zombie. Right? Well, you'll find out. And we see in flashbacks what happened before this apocalypse. So that's why you would have Matthew Broderick. It's not just to be melted goo or to walk around like a zombie. So you have that timeline kind of thing going on. And as you said, Ref, is this like uh, Ferris Bueller? Yeah, it's like uh, Josh is like Ferris Bueller if he were at the apocalypse, but he's not quite as cool. <laughs> so he has his friends and some of them he doesn't want around him. And, you know, instead of having a day off, it's a whole life off because it's post-apocalypse. But you also get, of course, all of the zombie stuff. But in addition to that, they have hints of the Mad Max series. Yes! That totally makes sense. And other 80s stuff. So if you like the 80s and you want to see this kind of take from a teenage perspective, then I would say you can check out Daybreak. What's going? It's no harm in that. The episodes aren't that long and it's on Netflix. And you'll be able to know quite quickly whether it's the kind of show for you. For me, it was fine. I didn't dislike it. It wasn't quite enough to keep going for me, but they do have a lot of ideas. Well, it looks like Netflix is really trying to capitalize on that 80s scene, of course, with Stranger mm -hmm. Things. And um, that might be their thing, who knows? Let's go, right, let's move on to Hulu, Zomboat. All right. On Hulu, again, not committing a lot of time. You can just do six episodes, because that's all there is. And the first three are available, so you can watch half the series right now. I don't know why that made me so excited. I was just yelling there, but um, I don't know much about this either. So... Yeah. Do tell us, oh critic. Ew, ew. No, I should say this is the one that's a half an hour each, not Daybreak. <laughs> anyway, we're back to zombies. Something happens. There's a zombie outbreak. We're back in Great Britain for this one, my friends. And there are two sisters who are living together, Cat and Joe. And one of the sisters has a visitor who's still in the bed. Okay, and she's very proud of this. She's enjoying her time with him. Oh boy. But there's a zombie outbreak happening. Her other sister's in the other room and she's a gamer. So she's online playing games and some of the people say, hey, what's going on in Birmingham? <laughs> they say there's a zombie outbreak. Is this the case? She's like, what? It's early in the morning. She looks outside, lo and behold, yes, there is. She rushes into her sister's bedroom. The sister's like, what are you doing? <laughs> She's like, uh, do you not know that there's a zombie outbreak happening? Now, what's going on with the man in the bed? 
right? How do these zombies come to be? What's the cause of all of this? Well, the sisters have to make a break for it out of that house. And where are they going to go? Right? They have to get away from these zombies. Now, as they're running out, to, out of their house, being chased, two other people are running in the opposite direction. But why are they running? Is it because of zombies? No, they don't know. And these two guys, they're best friends, but their relationship is on the rocks. And they need to go back from Birmingham to London. So they're going to the train station. Just running. <laughs> yeah, they're running because they're, you know, there's this whole thing. You'll see why. And when they get there, something becomes unearthed about their relationship. Maybe somebody is kind of tired of somebody else. Oh. And maybe somebody was lying, trying to ditch somebody else. But they're zombies. So how they do they... Zombies? Well... Oh, there they, are well, zombies? They are there zombies? There are zombies. Oh, okay, gotcha, sorry. At the station that they have to contend with, yes. Got it, got it. I thought you said they are zombies. I was like, oh. Yeah, no, they're not. There are, sorry. So, how do these four people meet? Well, the title is Zomboat. <laughs> oh, God. So, the sisters have run to a boat, a little canal boat, in order to escape. Because they go, hey, zombies can't swim, right? So let's get in this, and and it, it, and when they start going, when they get the boat going, you'll see the comedy of it. Because <laughs> how fast can this boat go? Oh lord! And there's zombies chasing them, all of that. Now the owner of this boat, they 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 didn't even consult him because <laughs> who knows where he is and who cares? But these other two friends, they do meet them in a certain way. They end up on the boat. Oh boy! How is all of this going to work? Also, who's on the boat? Are they alone? Uh oh. And where are they going? So we can see over the course of these episodes that all kinds of ridiculous things are going to happen in regard to the Zomboat. And the thing is, will they be able to fight their way out of Birmingham and into safety? And is Birmingham the only place where this is occurring? That's a question. Huh. So if we take Daybreak and make it for adults, you get something like Zomboat. Sounds like it. Right? So that's what I have to say about it. Oi. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Not Let's... bad, but okay. I'm tired of the zombies. Like, stop. I think, I think we've had our fill of zombies. I mean, at one point it was, what, the vampires? We had vampire everything. And that's yes. kind of wound down. And now we're into zombieville. Kind of ready for a new... Can we do werewolves or... <laughs> Just, I don't know what else is out there. What I don't know what else in that genre is out there. I, let's just move on, zombies. Can we do that? I, I'm voting. I vote yes. Ready, go, vote, done. Catherine the Great, which is also another zombie. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that would be it could be weird. Well, I'm not going to tell you how I was when I saw it. But it's on HBO. Both of us got a chance to see the pilot. I don't know, do we even consider it pilot? Because there's only four episodes total. And this is that Monday slot you were alluding to early on this year when you started watching Chernobyl. You said that HBO found its niche for Monday night. And that's going to be, um, you know, TV shows from over, uh, over the pond, specifically British shows um, so far. So... <laughs> Catherine the Great. We've got Helen Mirren playing yet another queen. She's played them all, people. 
<laughs> if it's British and she's fe- she's played them all just about. I haven't seen or heard of her play Catherine the Great. And uh, I'll just say this and let you go. She said, if Catherine the Great had access to Tinder, she would definitely be on it, swiping left and right. Oh. I don't know how accurate that is, but okay. I don't know if you can prove the accuracy, actually, Aaron Mer- <laughs> Harry Mellon, Helen <laughs> <Ellen> Mirren. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we're, look, Helen Mirren's playing Catherine the Great, so we know it's later in her ring. Uh, <laughs> Are you sure? Well, you know. Well, I mean, they did do some facelifting things. You could see that. They did. <laughs> yeah, because this is right. This series starts right after her husband, the emperor, has died. Who killed him? Uh Who's in charge as a result? Alone, Catherine. <laughs> are there people coming after her? You know, they are. There is someone who believes he's the rightful heir to the throne. He's in jail. Mm. And we know why. (laughs) And then there is her son, who doesn't quite have the wits, but he does have (laughs) he does have the desire (laughs) and the fashion and the fashion, the fashion. (laughs) Now, Catherine has she knows all of these people are coming for her, but she's like, I have the military at my side, right? Oh, well, the military, the heads of the military are like, we got you this. You owe us. And one of them Uh-oh. wants to get married. Because, you know, they wants already... Wants her to put a ring on him. Right. You know, they already, you know, they're already... Yeah, they're already enjoying themselves. They've swiped <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, you know your... You know your... Uh, you know your Tinder. Yeah, you know, I, you, hey. <laughs> Will you find me on Tinder? No. <laughs> but I know it works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a man of the of my you know time period now. Oh. <laughs> now, because of these conflicts, Catherine needs somebody she can trust. She has a best friend who enjoys herself. Yes, she does. Living her life. And through this best friend, she meets Grigory Potemkin, Ooh. a military commander. Ooh. Oh. And all the ladies are like, "Who's that?" He's virile. Him and he's a man. <laughs> but before he makes his way to Catherine, he, you know, has a little stop with the friend. Yes, he does. <laughs> and, they- and everybody's cool. <laughs> There's a scene where Catherine hears them and she's enjoying it. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. So we know what happens. We know that Catherine and, and Gregory, they are gonna become lovers. And where does this take them? Over the course of the series, we'll see across time what happens. So it starts in the bud of romance, does it end there? Oh, yeah. Okay, and what happens to Catherine in the end as well? Look, who wrote this? I don't know, but oh. oh. Nigel Williams? Look, you're you're a fine writer, you're wonderful, lovely, but... When it comes to Catherine the Great. Oh boy. Why do I care? From the beginning, you give us no reason to be on her side, none. So it's like, okay, she's she's bickering and sniping and the other people coming at her. I don't care. Like if you look at Elizabeth, we understand why we want her to succeed. 
it's built into the story. So regardless of the actual dialogue writing, the main mistake for me, Raph, was it, they did not set up Catherine as someone to care about. So it's more just you're watching these wonderful actors and they're all wonderful. Yeah. Try. I mean, Helen Mirren is trying. Yeah. Why does she have to try? There's no need for her to try at all. So if you want to watch a ham fest, this is for you and there's only four parts of it. But other than that, ooh, it was it was almost baffling watching this. Yeah. And if I hear one more line about how Gregory is just this amazing dude, I'm sorry. It doesn't come across that way. I'll put it that way. You know, the funny thing is, this is something that Judy Dench said a long time ago. When she, she had like an eight minute scene in um, uh, uh, Shakespeare in Love. Mm -hmm. And she won an Oscar for it. Eight minutes! I took it home. And... It's time to settle the counts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, we are not confused here. Dame Judi Dench is a great actress. That We can use the word great. However, yeah. she said, your work is done for you. Not by what you do, but what others do in your presence. Because that's what makes you notable and important and great. If they had, if, if Helen Mirren had to one more time say, I've got the power. I'm all powerful. I can't do that because I have so much power. Everybody's after my power. Can you believe the power that I have? I will not share my power with anyone. If you want to be with me, I would like to be with you, but I won't share my power. I was like, oh my gosh. And I'm not exaggerating. And that's true. It's just like that. I'm not, but I'm not exaggerating. And no, I wish I were. It was like, good gracious, do we really? And these are great actors. We've got Jason Clark doing yeah. great work. Or, you know, doing the best he can. Gina McGee, you know, Roy Keener, Helen Mirren, of course, like we said, and a ton of, ton of other people that we kind of noticed from the British um, TV land. But we don't have to say she has power. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's And then this whole thing, Ref 2, where it's like, you know, ooh, who's who's loyal, who's not? It's obvious! Yeah. Like, is this supposed to be a secret? We know certain people are doing things behind her back to try well, to steal the throne. The thing about it is she, the, the bad thing is that she knows. Like, they have her in the corner eavesdropping while, you know, her son and her, you know, minion are talking. And it, it, it just, it's a challenge because we know how great Helen Mirren is. And she is pretty selective about what she does. I'm sure she said, oh my gosh, a chance to play Captain the Great, the one queen that I haven't played. Yes, of course I'm gonna, you know, do that for HBO. But at the same time, you really do have to, if you're, okay, my, my recommendation is that I can leave it alone because we've got one more left. If you are really into period pieces, I mean, you are going after Victoria, you love the crown, you're really tearing through all of, you know, both Elizabeth the first and the second, you're tearing yes. through the queen, like you're just really into this world and into royalty. I would say there are better TV versions. Just, you actually can go through Amazon Prime and they, for some reason, have this huge catalog of British television series. Mm -hmm. Go through that. <laughs> Sift through that. 
this i don't need know you need to see i don't know if you need to go you know what i i haven't used my free trial yet for hbo don't do it for this wait till westworld or not westworld wait till uh the watchman's over and binge it for that yeah and then you know maybe watch chernobyl this i will have to say if you are an absolute diehard fan of that particular genre then okay of course then you know do what you need to do but only do it if you already have an hbo subscription yeah and i think you said it elizabeth two the golden age yes if you like that yes yes then go ahead (laughs) right right let's yeah if if that is your real marker of this is exactly what i want to see um and there was even mary queen of scots you know that was out Uh, earlier that was a challenge if if that is your if you were like oh my gosh that was the best ever then this might be for you too this this mm. might be something along your lines and boy that fight scene was the slowest fight scene i've ever seen when he were beating him up it was like <laughs> they made no effort to put action into it i mean it's just yeah it i was- think they thought they were making it real oh okay but uh, it was i i was like my gosh i could have got up and left 55 times if i was that guy but and it was why did he just beat him up from the beginning yeah <laughs> Why even go through the whole, you know, betting on the pool game? Yes. It, Just knock them out if you're gonna do it like that. Very strange. Let's 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 end this well with uh, a series that we had talked about earlier on this season. We are back to Hulu, and of course, we're talking about Wu Tang, an American saga. You had already talked to us about um, this TV show, which again. Some of you are like, Wu-Tang, isn't that on Showtime? Wasn't that a documentary? Not the documentary. Not the, those are of Mike's and Men. That's what that was um, about. This is the TV series starting with the incubation of Wu-Tang. And this is before they even have their names. So now you've completed the 10 episodes. At this point, we started with them at odds. I mean, I'm not talking about, hey, I really don't like you. I'm talking about, I'm shooting at you. In, with intention to kill yeah and you and your family you and your your special needs family you know wow. we got an alcoholic mother and a special needs you know sibling like i'm trying to kill you and how have we ended with this first season again like we said we don't know if they if hulu is going to pick it up for a second season so it's important for us to know how we end yeah and well the way it ended they better pick it up oh, okay gotcha you it there is no formation at the end it is hanging oh wow i hope they do too that'd be terrible yeah and rizza said look rizza's pretty much said renew us we're ready gotcha um the title is wu-tang an american saga yes you don't have a one season saga well but usually hulu's pretty quick to to pull the trigger not pull the trigger as in cut Mm -hmm. something they usually announce their renewal so i'm not sure what the holdup is yeah, I'm not either. Um, now, the suggestion is from some people who understand these things that it has a good shot at being renewed. Good. Uh, because of the reaction from critics and from audiences. Got it. So let's hope that's the case. Um, now, yeah, we're talking about the Wu-Tang Clan, but this uh, show, again, revolves around uh, Rizza, played by Ashton Sanders, who's Bobby. He ain't Rizza yet. Mm. And then he becomes Prince Rakim. Do you know that? Do you know that history of oh, Rizza? Oh, no. I did not know that. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, Rizza was signed 
it well depends on how you define signed but he was working toward a deal a music deal he did have um a, a whole persona prince rakim he had a song um and uh you i won't even give it away if you don't know if you do know you're already laughing so if you don't know you go wow this is where rizza started absolutely uh he was a solo act a solo artist um and you'll see what the label wanted him to do (laughs) and of course it was at cross purposes with what he wanted to do now he had a cousin or has a cousin who was uh, who had his own deal. He was more successful. We see this play out toward the end of this season um, because what's happening is uh, Riza's brother yeah. is a drug dealer. Yeah, yeah. And one of the guys who deals drugs for him becomes Ghostface. <laughs> now, the rapper Riza is mean, still. We always have to because there are some people who have no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ghostface, the rapper. Yes, yeah, we're talking about the Wu Tang Clan. If you don't know who they are, you'll have to look it up. Yeah, you will, because okay. it's hard to. Yeah, but I'll tell you, you can watch this show and not know because even fans of Wu Tang might be going, "Wait, who's that?" Right, because they it is because they use their real names, and you don't. Mm-hmm. We just know Ghostface, we know RZA, we know Method Man, we don't know the ODB. Yeah, unless you're hardcore, maybe you watched the Showtime documentary. Unless you did all of that and you studied it, you're not gonna really know. You can tell though, as they as you track it, ref, you can tell. And by the end, you if you know their music, you'll know because uh, they come to their first big song. Oh, okay. And then so if you didn't under, know, you can go, oh, that's this, oh, that's Inspector Deck, oh, that's you know that uh, kind of thing. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Thank you. Now, I will also say that RZA said that if you're comparing this to the documentary, that in this show, they went further into the story because some people didn't want to say certain things on camera. Okay. Now, is this exactly how it happened? No, I mean, you know, it's based on true events, Mm -hmm. but essentially what they did is they, they crystallized everything that happened and made it a narrative. That's what you have to do. Okay, so we also see Riz's family life. His mother, played by Erica Alexander. His brother, Divine, I mentioned. He has a younger sister. He has a younger brother. The younger brother has a different father from him and the rest of his siblings. Who plays the father? When does he show up? Uh I'm not going to give that one away, but I welcome this actor anytime he shows up because he is turned into such a good actor. Hmm. My hat goes off to him. So at the end of the season, the family is living in two different places. Who's where? Also, Ghostface has a connection to the family. I'll put it that way. Uh, yeah, he's connected. Mm-hmm. That has a specific outcome yeah. at the end of the season. Also, throughout the whole thing, they have been trying to get out of selling drugs, doing illegal things in order to do their music. Can they succeed? Remember, RZA, before RZA was Prince Rakim, what happens to that? And we know what happens. We know they succeed, but how? What are all of those little steps? Who is involved in helping them reach their potential? And who isn't left standing? Not everybody survives in this story. So there's some people coming in. And what are all these connections? Where was Inspector Deck before he was Inspector Deck? What about Method Man? What about ODB? 
What about Raekwon, who's a big part of this play by Shamik Moore? Yeah. How do they all come together? Because as you said, Ref, they were clashing. Yeah. How did RZA get them to be on this one song? Okay, I think that's enough for that, but this is what I'll say. This show knows what it is. I said this before, and it just tells the story. And for me, it's so pleasing just to sit and watch it because I don't have to worry about somebody trying to do something. Mm. Is it great? No. Does it have mistakes? Yes. Can it have certain cliches? Yes. You don't care. I will tell you that you don't care because there's something true about it. You know that this was created by people who know this story because it's by Wu-Tang. Not only did RZA co-create it, but the rest of the main members are producers. Yeah. So yeah. You, you have that feeling that they're going, this is how it was without us having to make it gritty or to comment, except for one episode. I will warn you. Episode six, I thought I was watching a different show. Oh. They wanted to make comments about certain things that are going on now that was completely unnecessary. It was heavy handed. And I was worried because I was going five episodes. It was good. Now we're here. But then after that, it was like almost they had a little belch. <laughs> they got it out and they moved on <laughs> with life. So I'm happy they did that. And I am happy to say that if you're interested in Wu-Tang, I definitely recommend this. And I'll even say if you're not, but you want to see this kind of period piece in the 90s, um, and, and you're interested kind of in the hip hop scene, and you're interested in characters, because these are, guys are characters, <laughs> then watch this. I like the cast. And I do like how they actually show us different parts of the different characters' lives. Now, everybody isn't highlighted in season one, but I expect that we'll get even more to come. The episode with Method Man's backstory was very interesting. Okay. So I, I tip my hat to them, and I'm just happy that this is working. You know, I'm so glad to hear that. I was a little worried when I heard they were doing this, um, mm -hmm. only because of the, some of the problems that we talked about, the problem of not knowing who these people are prior to their um, stage names. So kind of keeping track and like, because if y'all don't know, Wu-Tang run deep. <laughs> like they are like, it's a lot of them. And like you said, they're all characters. No one's sort of like sitting off in the corner. Everybody's coming full on. So I'm glad that they that Hulu decided to do this. I'm glad that Wu Tang's behind this, uh, behind the scenes. I am super glad that uh, RZA has come out and said, "Hey, renew us. We want to move this story forward." And I certainly hope that Hulu gives it a shot uh, to go on to season two. Thank you, thank you. The races are done for today. <laughs> <laughs> because there's going to be more TV, of course. But until then, we gave you just a snack, like the little carrot dangling in front of the horse. We just gave you a little snack. These are not these are not huge commitments. You can be in and out and move back into the movie theater in no time. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea, and we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.